0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. Today, we take a look at the current state of the markets and try to divine what they are telling us about the year ahead. I'm Christian Clavidegger, and joining me will be our chief analyst, Robin Barr. So Robin, let's go ahead and get started. Over to you. Okay, thanks,
1: Christian. What we're going to discuss this week, well, I think it's timely with a new year to maybe review and look forward. Industrial commodities, if we remember, they had a strong rebound from the lows of March 2020, driven by China's resurgent economic growth and supply constraints around the world as mines were locked down. So what can we expect in 2021? More of the same? Or will huge indebtedness hamper growth?
0: Well, I suppose that really is the question, uh, particularly now that there is a new American president in place and COVID vaccines are being rolled out globally. A lot to consider.
1: There sure is. Uh, You know, we've got stimulus talks, speed of vaccine distribution, and continued dollar weakness, these remain, as we saw last year, they remain the dominant themes in financial markets at the start of a new year. Sentiment was then further boosted after the Democrats gained control of the US Senate, given the party control of both houses, and enabling the Biden administration To enact its economic stimulus packages relatively quickly including a focus on green infrastructure which is metals uh, intensive so very positive for metals demand Uh, and also a number of other tailwinds should propel industrial commodities even higher during 2021. The most positive prospect for 2021 thinking about it has to be the rollout of coronavirus vaccines These hold the promise of returning some sense of normality. If governments can ensure enough of their populations are vaccinated, then social, family and working lives can start to be restored. The biggest challenge is ensuring this happens, not just in the rich world, but across lower and middle income countries.
0: I see. So, talk a bit about investor sentiment, Robin. You know, the global stock markets have had quite a positive run these last few months, not just reflecting optimism in their outlook for the major multinational companies, but also indices like the American Russell 2000 that tracks small cap companies. You know, that's been running hot as well.
1: Yeah, they sure have. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because um, we've almost had a continuation of last year. So, investors are starting the new year. Pretty much as the end of the last, pushing stocks and commodities higher, as we've mentioned, because this appetite remains elevated amid strong manufacturing data that we've seen out of China, European Union, and elsewhere. But I think it's this fact of ample liquidity coming from the central banks, coming from governments in uh, stimulus uh, programs that continues the everything rally. Uh, And what this means is, well, just take a look at Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin's gone Mm -hmm. higher and higher and higher to a recent peak of 40,000. It's probably 50,000 as we speak. But that really, I think, reflects this everything rally uh, being lifted by uh, liquidity. So after navigating the global pandemic, financial markets begin 2021 with a case of deja vu. Just like 12 months ago, Bonds and equities kick off January at expensive starting levels. 2020 ended up being a remarkably strong year after the initial fright in March when the virus started to spread. So we've had double digit gains from US and global equities and solid returns from bond markets, which is unusual because both don't go up together. Equities rise, then bonds tend to fall and vice versa. The US benchmark S&P 500 index saw an annual gain of about 16%, while the broader MSCI World Index, that was up around 14%. In China, no surprise, the CSI 300 index rounded off the year with a 27% advance as the country's economy emerged first from the pandemic shock. The Bloomberg Barclays Global Bond Index showed total returns for the year of about 9%. So very unusual equities going up, uh, bond markets going up at the same time.
0: Yes, those are some extraordinary numbers there. So uh, this obviously the result of pent-up demand and expectations for more normal market conditions returning, as you said before. How have commodity prices fared recently?
1: mixed i think um, although overall commodities have performed poorly the bcom and crb index uh, they were down 1.7 percent and 10 percent respectively but this is due to falling energy prices those indices is pretty much heavily weighted towards energy And when you look at wti brent crude prices they were falling for most of last year so if we strip out energy look at bcom Excluding energy, that rose 15% due to robust gains in precious metals, uh, which were up 23%, and the base metal sector that was up 16%. And if we look at an overall index for base metals, the London Metal Exchange Metals Index or LMEX, for sure that rose 20%. So a pretty solid increase, buoyant equity prices and valuations reflect a bullish outlook for profits and economic growth in 2021 on the back of a vaccine-powered rebound. As we've seen, support from governments and central banks also should extend over much of 2021, with the aim of bridging the gap until consumers and companies eventually spend their lockdown savings. The consensus view is that the fog of uncertainty from the pandemic is clearing and from enormous pent-up demand, there will be a simultaneous global recovery in the second half of 2021.
0: Well, that certainly is encouraging. But you know what risks, as there are always risks in markets, lay in store with all this positive upward momentum?
1: A very good question. We've painted a very rosy uh, picture, haven't we? But as always, there is a risk. Uh, a risk is that rebounding economic activity maybe should warrant higher long-term interest rates and at the very least maybe prompt market uncertainty about just how long central banks will maintain their bond buying policies and essentially continue to stimulate economies. And this could become an increasingly hot topic should the global economy not only meet but exceed current IMF expectations of 5.2% growth in 2021. So a pretty solid rebound expected by organisations like the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank and so on. The crushing of interest rates by central banks has significantly reduced risk premiums across the financial system. Just look at the real US 10-year Treasury bond yield, which is at minus 1% after stripping out inflation. This yield was flirting with breaking below zero a year ago. It is therefore reasonable to envisage a rise back to that level in the coming year. Global equities in particular are high valuations and now extremely sensitive to rising yields. However, it's believed that central banks are likely to act swiftly to try to correct any major tightening in financial conditions. Rising yields, though, are reflecting strengthening global growth and therefore should continue to be supportive of industrial commodities, particularly base metals.
0: I see. So with low interest rates, the order of the day, and seemingly a great many days to come, what's been the effect on the US dollar? And what would the knock-on effect be for commodity prices?
1: Well, all this stimulus by the uh, by the fed low of interest rates has basically pushed the dollar, lower. So the pledge by the Fed to keep interest rates low for the next two, three years will help to generate an economic recovery. We saw last year the US dollar falling almost 7% against other major currencies. And this was its biggest drop since 2017. A weakening US dollar is likely to be a tailwind for industrial commodities because these are priced in dollars. And as the dollar falls, then industrial commodities appreciate in dollar terms, as will the focus on green infrastructure, including the end, the coming energy transition, and a trend towards decarbonisation. So I think, in conclusion, twenty twenty one is set for more of the same.
0: After so many years of low interest rates and virtually non-existent inflation, it's hard to contemplate a world in which rising inflation actually occurs, forcing central banks to raise rates to cool things down. We all anxiously await the experience of a rebounding global economy as the battle against COVID is won, and hope indeed that the rising tide lifts all boats without ultimately capsizing them. I want to thank Robin for joining me today, and of course I want to thank you for joining us Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Christian Clavidecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember, always keep an eye and ear on The Forward Curve.